Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Early voting numbers are down compared to the last midterm election. School board backs away from Benavides Anderson arrest case. Mansfield mission to host event that won't leave you hungry. City gears up for this weekend's Veterans Day parade. Jonathan Dodd, what's coming up in sports today? We have a district champion in MISD football. Coming up in the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, a meteoroid crashes into Mars. What can you do to keep from getting sick this season? I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. What is really going on in the real estate market right now? I'm Beth Steinke, and I'll break down facts versus fiction today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that'll make you wonder, where have you been my whole life? We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his in-studio conversation with Mansfield Deputy City Manager, Shelley Lanners. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Hi, I'm Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Early voting for the 2022 midterm elections kicked off last week, and the results for the first week have been less than stellar compared to the last midterm voting, which was in 2018. Tarrant County voters cast nearly 160,000 mail-in and in-person ballots the first five days of early voting last week, yet that number is nearly 29,000 votes lower than in 2018. Voting spiked on day two as 27% of the votes cast over the first five days fell on Tuesday. The last day to vote early is Friday, November 4th. If you're registered to vote in Tarrant County, there are 50 early voting locations from which to choose, and the hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. at all of the locations. There will be no voting on November 5th, 6th, or 7th, and the final day to cast your ballot is Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th. For more information, call the Tarrant County Elections Administration at 817-831-8683. Mansfield ISD School Board President Courtney Lackey-Wilson released a statement on Monday stating that the MISD board has consulted with legal counsel regarding the arrest of Board Secretary Bianca Benavidez-Anderson and confirmed that the board does not have the authority to vote on Ms. Benavidez-Anderson's continued service on the board. This statement came on the heels of Benavidez-Anderson's assault-causing-bodily-injury-family-violence arrest on October 22nd. Any decision for Benavidez-Anderson to resign from the school board must come from her. About Mansfield reached out to Benavidez-Anderson for comment and did not receive a reply. The Mansfield Mission Center is giving you the opportunity to dust off your bow tie and shine up your boots for an event on Thursday evening. Steve caught up with Mansfield Mission's Lindsay Truck, who provided the details. First of all, welcome back to About Mansfield. Yes, thank you. Good morning. Tell me about boots and bow ties. Yes, boots and bow ties is our theme this year for our Case of Mansfield event happening next 
Thursday, November 3rd, and it's definitely an evening that uh, the community does not want to miss, so you can grab your boots and a nice bow tie and come enjoy local restaurants who will be serving portions of their signature appetizers, entrees, and even desserts. And all the tickets are going to include unlimited tastings, and we do have um, open bar that will include uh, bar beverages, soft drinks, and tea, and then we even have valet parking for your convenience. So we're looking forward to a fun, exciting evening. Is it required to wear boots and or bow ties? Absolutely not. We always <laughs> love to have a good theme tied with our events, but it's definitely not a requirement, and I think you'll see a a wide variety of kind of a business casual dress. And so even if it's something that you don't have around the house or um, don't have time to get, definitely don't let that stop you from coming to the event. Uh, And I think there'll be plenty there that don't have that on. So definitely come anyway. You mentioned it's Thursday, November 3rd. And where does this event take place? So this is at a beautiful venue that we have here in town called Aristide Mansfield. And you can find that on Walnut Creek. It's actually 570 North Walnut Creek there. Um, it's mo- mostly used as a wedding venue, but uh, we do host our event there too, so that we are able to host all of those who wish to come out for the evening. Can you give the listeners a an example of some of the participating restaurants that will be serving some of these samples? Absolutely. We're really excited about our lineup this year. We've got some of our local favorites who are coming back to join us again this year, such as El Primo's and The Vault. Um, We have Market Street who comes and does samples of their catering, poured wine bar will be there with their delicious appetizers. But then we're also excited about some new partners joining us this year, um, such as um, Mod Pizza, mm. Nappy's Cajun Cuisine, one of our newest restaurants that just opened, um, Payway Asian Kitchen, Shane Boys, Craft Hawaiian Grind. So we've really got a wide variety um, joining us here. And we've also got some dessert places. So uh, Tiff Treats uh, is a new one that's opened in Mansfield. They'll be joining us along with our returning buttermilk sky pie. So you'll be able to get a full um, arrangement of the desserts and appetizers and then full course meals. And just a little tip to our listeners, start with the dessert. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes. I, you know, I went, yes. I, I went last year and I had my eye on, on buttermilk sky pie. And uh, by the time I got to their table, they were out. And oh, no. So, little tip to the listeners, start with dessert. Yes, and they can find a full list. Um, we have a Facebook page, so you can search Taste of Mansfield on Facebook or Mansfield Mission Center Facebook page. Uh, you'll see Taste of Mansfield and on our website, mansfieldmission.org. On our events calendar, you'll find it. And so you can purchase your ticket there. You probably will need to do that ahead of time. Each year that we've hosted this event, we do sell out on the day of, and we do have Uh, due to our space requirements, a certain number of tickets to sell. Um, So you definitely want to buy it ahead of time, but all of the restaurants are listed. So you can plan out your, your map and which ones you want to go see first before you arrive that evening. All of the money, this is a fundraiser. It's for Mansfield Mission Center. What does my, my ticket, when I purchase a ticket, what is that money going toward? This is one of our largest fundraisers each year. 100% of the proceeds from the ticket sales go to the Mansfield Mission Center services that we provide Mansfield residents, which is a free healthcare clinic to provide health needs. um, And that includes women's wellness and vision um, and chronic disease management. And then we also have our free food market where families are able to go and shop for groceries that fit their needs. Uh, which is a huge need right now, as we all know, with increasing grocery costs. Uh, we are definitely seeing the effect of that as our shelves are depleting at a quicker pace because we're just seeing more families that are needing to come to us to, to substitute um, meals in to help with their monthly income. So it's definitely going to go towards that clinic and our food market and then the other support services, uh, such as financial and employment resources that we can provide anyone who lives or works within the Mansfield community. 
It's called A Taste of Mansfield. The subtitle, Boots and Bowties. It is a fundraiser for the Mansfield Mission Center. It happens every year. It's uh, this year, November 3rd, Thursday, starts at 6 p.m., takes place at Aristide on North Walnut Creek Drive. Go get your tickets. Find... um, Find the the Taste of Mansfield on Facebook. Uh, Lindsay, before we uh, wrap this up, is there anything else you want to include? Thank you to the community. Uh, Mansfield does a great job of supporting local nonprofits, and this is definitely a great time of need. So we really appreciate everyone coming out and enjoying a really fun evening out uh, for a really great cause. So thank you all so much for the continued support. We'll see you Thursday night at Aristide. Great. Thank you. The Mansfield community will come together to celebrate the men and women who have served our country at the Veterans Day Parade and Salute. The parade returns to historic Mansfield at 10 a.m. on Saturday, November 5th. The parade will feature more than 30 floats, a flyover, and much, much more. The parade route starts at St. Jude Catholic Church and will head north to Broad Street, making its way to Main Street, where it will conclude at the intersection of South Main and Dallas Street. Following the parade will be a musical patriotic salute in front of the lot downtown on South Main Street. The Patriotic Salute is scheduled to end the day's celebration, and it includes music provided by local marching bands and choirs, as well as speeches. In addition to the parade, the city of Mansfield is also hosting two military exhibits, Women, Aviation, and World War II. It's an intimate collection of items celebrating women's participation in World War II and is on display through November 30th at the Mansfield Historical Museum. Meanwhile, the traveling exhibit, Remembering Our Fallen, is a photographic memorial honoring the men and women who lost their lives in the global war on terror. This exhibition can be seen at the lot downtown November 4th through November 6th. Timberview continues to roll on undefeated. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. The Timberview Wolves remain undefeated and have been crowned district champions for the season after beating the Richland Royals 59-24 on Friday night. They were able to clinch the division in strong fashion, even with a hot Birdville team nipping at their heels in the standings. Timberview junior Cameron Bates accounted for four touchdown scores in the win, one through the air and three rushing, while Jarvis Reed had three touchdowns on the ground. They will close out the regular season this Thursday when they face the 3-6 and six Adams Cougars on the road. Mansfield was able to get back to their winning ways, shutting out Dallas Skyline 37 to nothing. Sergio Kennedy and James Johnson rack up two scores apiece, helping the Tigers snap a two-game skid after beginning the season 7-0. They play their last game on the road versus a DeSoto Eagles team that is also 7-2. Legacy has also been on a bit of a rough skid, now losing four games straight, including last Friday's road matchup versus Cedar Hill. And things won't get much easier for the Broncos as they close out their regular season at home versus undefeated Duncanville. The Lake Ridge Eagles lost a close game to Waxahachie 39-31 and fall to 3-6 on the year they play their final contest at home versus the Cedar Hill Longhorns this Thursday night. And the Summit Jaguars got a big win over the Joshua Owls 49-10. Juniors Joseph Williams and Amari Burgess scored 42 of the 49 points in the game. They will play the Ennis Lions this Thursday on the road. Both teams are currently tied for third in the district standings, so playoff seeding is on the line heading into the regular season finale. And now this week's highs and lows of Texas high school football. Austin LBJ slams Austin Eastside Memorial 96 to nothing. Austin LBJ also earned the goose egg of the week. Now the second time this year that the high score was also the largest margin of victory and a shutout in the same week. And this week's low score, Houston Milby takes down Austin 2 to nothing. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We love getting feedback from the community. And if you have a comment about the show, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach us by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Saturday, November 6th is National Saxophone Day, that day where we get to go around wondering if the sax is a brass or a woodwind instrument. Belgian-born Adolf Sax invented the woodwind instrument in 1841, having created 14 variations of the instrument. There are currently four that still remain in mass use today, the soprano, the alto, the tenor, and the mighty baritone. How does one commemorate National Saxophone Day? 
Take someone special for a musical date night to a jazz bar or perhaps a concert. Not only is this a unique and cultural experience, but it's a great way to listen and enjoy the sounds that the saxophone contributes to jazz, rock, and or blues music. Or you could listen to saxophone music at home, be it jazz greats like Coltrane, Parker, or Stan Getz, or rock out to Charles Neville, Bobby Keys, or Clarence Big Man Clemens. Whatever you do, make this Saturday filled with lots of sacks. And then there's Sunday. Hey kids, what time is it? What time is it? But it must be the wrong time. It's that time of year again where we turn our clocks back by one hour as daylight saving time comes to an end. So anytime after two o'clock this coming Sunday morning, take that extra hour of sleep and reprogram all of the clocks in your home. Don't forget the kitchen radio, the coffee maker, the oven, your car, and well... Let's just let the VCR blink at 12 o'clock. Let's head on over to the weather desk where Colleen is pondering what to do with that extra hour on Sunday. Colleen? I am so excited for the end of daylight saving time, Steve. I need the sleep and I prefer my light in the morning. But most of all, I'm thrilled that the clock in my car will be correct once again. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're going to continue to be above normal for the next couple of days, but there's a cold front coming through as early as late Thursday, possibly midday Friday into Saturday morning, and that's going to bring our temperatures down below normal for a day or so. It's also going to bring us one to two inches or more of rain, and there's a slight chance of severe weather that hopefully will stay to the west of us. We're looking at a high of 75 degrees Wednesday, 79 degrees Thursday, 77 degrees Friday, 68 degrees Saturday, 73 degrees Sunday, 75 degrees Monday, and 72 degrees on Tuesday. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers be turned off this week. Thanks to recent rainstorms and the likelihood of rain this weekend, our lawns have received enough water for the week. As the days are getting colder, be sure to check your irrigation controller settings and adjust them to make sure they are not watering for summer weather. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Congratulations to Lyle Stevens, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. From 1929 to 1960, who was Mansfield's first librarian? Lyle knew that for 31 years, 
Ida Nichols served as Mansfield's first librarian. When we come back, this week's trivia question, this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery, and it's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at Joe jenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, earlier in the episode, we talked about the Environmental Collection Center located on Wisteria Street, which is next door to the Chris W. Burkett Service Center. Chris Burkett served the city of Mansfield from 1984 until his retirement in 2016. This week's trivia question is... What title did Chris Burkett hold on the day of his retirement? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was Chris Burkett's title the day of his retirement? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Katie Hayes, pastor of Galileo Church, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb tells us about a big meteoroid crashing into Mars. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Continuing our now long-running theme of things crashing into each other out in space, we have a new one. NASA has detected a big meteoroid that recently crashed into the surface of Mars. It's a pretty neat discovery. A little background. A lot of things in our solar system have a lot of craters from meteoroid impacts. The moon and Mars have obvious craters, as once a meteorite digs its crater, the crater remains for millions of years and we get to look at them today. There have been almost 200 such craters found on the surface of the Earth, but only a few of them are obvious. The wind, rain, active surface geology slowly erode them. Those at the bottom of the ocean fill up quickly with silt. Still, we can detect them here with the tools of geology. Most meteors headed for the Earth burn up high in the air as they hit our atmosphere at supersonic speeds. It's called friction. The shooting stars we see are the space rocks burning up before they hit the ground. With Mars' very thin atmosphere, recall the Ingenuity helicopter barely has enough atmosphere to fly, most of them hit the surface of Mars. So, to the recent impact. Last December, NASA's Mars InSight lander, not a rover, was listening for Mars quakes with its seismic detector and heard something different, but big at magnitude 4. As we have 100 years of studying seismic waves on Earth, we can tell a a lot about the quake from the shape of the waves. 
Most earthquakes and Marsquakes come from massive rocks shifting deep below the surface. And this was what Insight Lander was studying. If you record a lot of Marsquakes, you can build a model of the inside of the planet. We did this on the moon during the Apollo program. Anyway, for this unusual quake in December, planetary geologists here on Earth could see that these were waves that could only have traveled across the surface of the planet. These are helpfully called surface waves, and only come from something striking the surface. The geologists could make a rough estimate about how far away it was. They estimated the impact would be between 50 and 180 miles away in no particular direction. This is a big area, but only a tiny fraction of the surface of Mars, so it helps. With this little bit of information, earthly scientists looked at the image archives produced by another spaceship called the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. This other spaceship makes medium-resolution black-and-white images of most of the surface of Mars, and they do it often enough that they have detected landslides by comparing before and after views. Looking at the pictures before and after the strange Mars quake, Earth-bound analysts discovered the new crater. They then pointed the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter's high-resolution color camera, and to their surprise found a 500-foot-wide crater with an ejected debris field that included giant boulders of water ice. This is huge news, though it was kind of expected from prior research. From the size of the crater, the impacting space rock was between 15 and 40 feet across, something that would normally burn up if it hit the Earth's atmosphere. With this proof of surface impact, Mars Insight's earthly scientists are now looking back through their four-year collection of about 1,300 Mars quakes to see if any of the other ones were surface impacts rather than deep Mars quakes. More science to come. One sad note, this Mars Insight lander and its seismic detector are near the end of their mission. This is not because it's wearing out, but because dust has settled on its solar arrays, a source of all of its power. In the next few months, there won't be enough electricity to call home. The rovers don't have as much of a problem with this, as when they are moving, some of the dust shakes off. If Mars Insight is lucky, there might be a big windstorm of the sort that has cleared dust off some rovers, but it hasn't happened yet. Still, this lander was designed to last two years, and we got an additional two years on top of that, so Insight exceeded expectations if we are talking engineering performance. I always try to exceed expectations, and sometimes do. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here with more prevention tips that can help keep you from getting sick this season in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? What can you do to keep from getting sick this season? Colds are most commonly spread with hands or objects contaminated with nasal secretions from coughing or sneezing. Cover your nose and mouth with a tissue when you cough or sneeze. To keep from spreading the flu viruses to others, then discard the tissue. You should also avoid touching your eyes, nose, or mouth to prevent the direct spread of the virus on your hands or susceptible areas like your face. And avoid contact with sick people to keep you from being infected. Maintain good hygiene. The foods you eat can also make a difference. Consume healthy, high-energy foods such as fruits, vegetables, and whole grains that will enhance the immune system, as well as drink eight ounces of water each day. Also, take time to get plenty of rest, at least seven to eight hours a night. If you do get sick, it's important that you take good care of yourself and visit a physician if needed. I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Buying or selling? Realtor Beth Steinke always has great information with the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. The headlines that I'm seeing have created all sorts of confusion in the marketplace. Is the market crashing? Are values dropping? Is the bubble going to burst? I'm going to share some big picture statistics in a bit that I hope will ease your mind. And I will say it has been quickly evolving situation and staying on top of it has been tricky, especially when trying to price a home for sale. Definitely gone are the days of pushing the asking price to the highest ends of the price range. The market has decelerated far faster than anyone had predicted. 
but a deceleration is not a market crash. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. A deceleration is not a market crash. And I will firmly stand by the fact that once interest rates level off and start to go back down to a more palatable level, the demand for homes will be driven right back up. So right now we are suffering a little bit from two opposing forces. Buyers are looking 12 months ahead, wondering what is to come. And sellers, they're looking 12 months back, not understanding why their home isn't performing like the one that sold down the street just four months ago. In practice, we are seeing everything from buyers hiding from the higher interest rates to sellers anxious to work any offers they receive. My message to buyers is this, come out, come out wherever you are. The market is the best we have seen in a long time for you. And here's why. Number one, you have more choice. Inventory has more than tripled what it was in April or May. You can now actually shop for a home at a reasonable pace without giving away your firstborn. Number two, sellers are willing to work with you. If you need some help with funds at closing to buy a rate down, let's discuss some ways to make that happen for you. Number three, inspections, appraisal contingencies, and home warranties are back. You now have your choice of houses on your terms. I don't think this is going to last too long, so I welcome you back into the marketplace. Work with your realtor to find the right house at the right terms. I had been working with a young family since about May to find them the perfect house. They were very specific about their needs, floor plan, and condition. And as interest rates continued to rise, their budget was continuing to get squeezed. Last week, their lender and I put our heads together after finding their perfect home at the tippy top of their budget, and we were able to negotiate a price reduction and seller concessions, and now they're under contract and will be in their new home in early December, just in time to decorate for the holidays. Now, some might say this is not a good time to sell. I'd say that's more true if you are in a big hurry. If your dream home is on the line and you have to sell your house to buy it, you may be more willing to make drastic price adjustments to get a quick sale. If time is on your side, that is always a much better position from which to negotiate. I recommend being flexible with buyers, consider every offer carefully, and always counter, even if it's at full price. In addition to that young family, I've had several people in the last few weeks make the choice to sell and move, even when they were under no obligation to do so. Moral of the story is that buyers are still buying, and maybe it's time to rethink your short and long-term plans. Let's transition now to what's happening in the real estate market to put all the scary headlines into a much more fact-driven perspective. September numbers are finally available, and the median home price in Mansfield is up 14% from September of last year. We are still seeing double-digit increases year over year. Active listings are also up year over year by 152%. That's more options for buyers. Sales are down 9% from last year, clearly representing that exodus from the market by nervous buyers who decided it might just be better to rent. Psst, in most cases, for most people, it's definitely not better. It's taking 19 days longer to sell a house this year than it did last year. Real talk, that's two and a half weeks and in the grand scheme of things, not a lifetime. Definitely not the great crash the media wants us to believe is happening. I can't wait to see October's numbers. They will likely be a little less awesome than September, but overall strong and stable. That's a far cry from the market crash or bubble burst that everyone has been headlining. It's not time to worry. We've got your back. Now is a great time to check in with your realtor and get a personalized market update, especially if you plan on making a move in the next one to three years. Go ahead and put a plan together now so you are truly ready to make that move you've been hoping to make. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send me a message, info at aboutmansfield.com. That's info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain is here with the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the Golden State. Well, today is the fourth of our seven fall-inspired cocktails, and we're continuing with another bourbon-forward cocktail using another Monin syrup that you may not have thought about pairing with bourbon. And until I saw this, I had not thought about it as well. 
It's actually going to be Monin's turmeric syrup. Turmeric is a popular golden hue Indian spice that pairs well with the warm flavors of cinnamon and cardamom and adds earthy sweet notes, a warm spice, and a bright yellow-orange color. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, what else reminds me of something that's warm, earthy notes? What will pair with that? And of course, bourbon came to mind. But as always, don't worry about taking notes as I create the cocktail for you here on the About Mansfield podcast, and I'll always post them on bourbongospel.com. So ingredients, two ounces of your favorite bourbon, you know mine. You need a half ounce of the Monin Golden Turmeric Syrup. You need a half ounce of agave and one ounce of fresh lemon juice. To make the cocktail, really it's as simple as adding all the ingredients to a shaker cup, top with ice, and shake thoroughly. Strain into a double old-fashioned glass with one large ice cube, and then garnish with edible flowers and a lemon peel. The cocktail itself has a beautiful golden hue, and again, this time of year, bourbon cocktails are my favorite really any time of the year, but this one really kind of brings back the summer sunshine with the colors of the cocktail. But as always, I want to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield Podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hello, I'm City Manager Joe Smolinski, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today we present part two, which is the conclusion of our interview with Deputy City Manager Shelley Lanners. Enjoy. You were the Recreation Superintendent. Yes. How long, how long did you fulfill that role? So I did that um, two years and then became the director of the department, of the Parks and Recreation Department. So that was in 2002. And this is then when the likes, I know she's been there forever, Coco Garcia has, yes. has she's now the manager of the MAC. Is she it? is, yes. And who started out probably as, uh, as a runner or maybe a gopher or an intern. She started out as an intern. As an intern. She See, was, I, I knew if I kept going. Yes, <laughs> yes. She went to, was going to school at A&M. Oh, okay. And interned for us and just, a, she is so sharp and so just wonderful that we knew, oh, we, we have somebody here that, that, is special, yeah. you know, and so the minute we had a full time job that we could offer her, we did, and you know, she just fulfilled that, and she's moved up in her role. You know, she started out as a uh, maybe recreation supervisor, recreation coordinator, I think maybe, mm-hmm. and she is now over the whole facility there, and so she's worked for us for twenty plus years. Yeah, yeah. The you know she interned right as the Mac was opening, so. Yeah, she's she is great, and she has done well in that role. Let's keep going with your career then. Uh, where do we go after director of parks and recreation? So, um, you know, actually, my predecessor, who was the first director of parks and recreation, Kathy Anderson, um, she was promoted uh, to assistant city manager, and that's what opened up the opportunity for me to become the director of Parks and Recreation. And I did that uh, for several years, um, probably until about 2006 or seven, And then in a growing city, you take on a lot of roles that you never thought you would ta- take on. You wear a lot of different hats, and it, you know, if you'll recall, in two thousand, from two thousand, you know, to two thousand eight, we were we were running and running hard as we were trying to keep up with the growth and all the the things. So I had the opportunity to take on other departments. Yeah, and so you know, I've had uh, the Keep Mansfield Beautiful Commission has been under me at one point, building maintenance, uh, animal control. Uh, I've had a number of departments under me, but then as we started shifting to maybe things that make a little bit more sense, I took on the library um, you know, staff and uh, communications and uh, became the director of uh, community services. And so, um, while, you know, Kathy was still here. Uh, she didn't retire until 2008. So I did that for a few years, the director of community services, and kind of just took on other departments as, you know, tr- uh, provided support to them, I should yeah. say, provided support to those other departments. So when Kathy retired in 2008, is that when Chris Burkett stepped up as, as- 
They, they were both assistant oh, city managers. Okay, they were both. They All right. were. Yeah. I, I know that he had been with the city for 30... Yes, 36 was, years. Was, was he yeah. always assistant city manager then? He actually started out in uh, public works. I don't know exactly what his title was. He obviously came before I did. Yeah. But he started out as a, in the engineering and public works department, but was quickly promoted to assistant city manager. And that makes sense then. The the, the building on South Wisteria is, is, yes. is basically the public... Public Works Department, um, not necessarily that building itself, but everything that surrounds yeah, it yeah. is uh, is a yeah. Public Works. Our, yes, our utilities office out of there, our streets, mm-hmm. uh, street maintenance offices out of there. So. And it was when Chris retired that the opportunity or the the deputy city manager position was created, if I recall That's correctly. That's right. You are. And... Uh, were you initially, were you the, the deputy city manager when, when he retired? So initially, there were three deputy city managers. That's what I Let's thought. see there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now the truth comes out. Yes. So initially, um, you know, looking at a secession plan beyond Chris, mm-hmm. um, that, okay, what do we need to do? And so uh, Joe Smolinski. Became a deputy city manager. And Peter I've heard Phyllis. Him. Yes, I have to. Peter Phyllis was yeah. a deputy city manager, and I became a deputy and city manager. And he's the finance, or no, he's the attorney. He's, no, he's, uh, Peter Phyllis was Peter, the finance there director. You go. Yeah, yeah. He See, I'm, it's, again, this the, the MIME University is still a little foggy. It was, you know, <laughs> Wednesday nights. Is, uh, okay, yeah. I digress. Uh, the That's right. So Joe, Joe became the city manager after Clay uh, Chandler. Retired. And I became the sole deputy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, in a growing city, you kind of maneuver the blocks where what makes sense here. And so having a dep- one deputy city manager who is second in command or second in charge or however you want to say that seemed to make a little more sense. And then having assistant city managers as well. So. And I know there are people out there listening right now that are asking themselves, what does the deputy city manager do? Well, I, you know, it, on any given day, it's very different on any given, given day. So obviously I have uh, departments that I provide direct support to, mm-hmm. uh, those being uh, community services, community engagement, which is, you know, community services now is the uh, parks and recreation and the, you know, public grounds and of uh, uh, museums, the library. That's that now all uh, Matt Young is the director, executive director of community services. Okay. I provide support to the community engagement, uh, which is Teresa Cohagen. She's the executive director of uh, community engagement, includes um, our CVB, communications, our special events, cultural arts, all of that. And then I provide support, uh, even though the city secretary is really answers to council, day to day, she needs to answer to a staff person so that, you know, she doesn't want to uh, let seven people know she's out sick. It's just easier to let someone on the management team know. Um, And so I provide support to the city secretary. Well, and council is seven volunteers versus versus going to a staff person (laughs) who... Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And then uh, I provide support to uh, the director of uh, uh, public records and transparency. And mm-hmm. so Aaron Onion handles all of our public records and open records requests and everything. And so I provide support there. So I'd provide support to a number of departments, but on any given day, you're helping with anyone. At that at this level, all departments are yours. It's your responsibility to sure. help the city manager manage the city. But it sounds like, at least to me, you you get to oversee the fun part of, of the city. That's that. Uh, okay, Parks and Rec, the the arts, yeah. the uh, uh, yeah, the arts and entertainment, mm-hmm. the, and and the museums. And it, it, to me, that sounds like the fun part of of Mansfield, the artistic part of Mansfield, versus. Overseeing the accounting department, or <laughs> which I mean, you know, yeah, come on, accounting is there's not a whole lot of glamour, yeah, in accounting, yeah. And you know, my apologies to all the accountants out there that are listening, <laughs> and and but so 
you enjoy your job? I do. I've always enjoyed my job. Whatever role I was playing, yeah. I always have. If um, if I didn't, I don't think I would have done it this long. And so I very much enjoy it. Now, there are moments yeah. and there are days that you think, what in the world am I doing? This is crazy. Um, but boy, for the most part, you just enjoy it. I I do believe that people who work for a city who are public servants have a servant heart. You know, they want to help. Um, and I know everybody's like, "Oh, the city! They're you know, they're just a big uh, you know cog in the wheel of government." Right. And that's really not what we try to be. We really do try to solve problems and plan a city, and you know, uh, be help help along the way and provide help. Mm-hmm. And I've always enjoyed that. So what's, I do. What's the hardest part of your job? Um, trying to keep up with all the growth uh, from the city mm-hmm. and as well as trying to provide resources to the departments that need resources because we're growing. You know, you think about um, all the homes or commercial or, you know, the retail, medical that's building, industrial that's right. expanding. That all takes inspectors, you know, and and then trying to make sure we can, you know, patrol the streets, uh, you know, with police and fire. But also making sure that, you know, we, we can provide what resources we can. There's only a one bucket of money. There's only this much money. And when you're, you know, when your needs are greater than that, then trying to find a way that everybody gets a little something and we have a plan moving forward how we can help you along the way. And it may just take a few years to get to the, you know, whether that's equipment or training or staff needs. That's that's a difficult part of the job. If I recall, there's only about 20% of open property left in, in Mansfield. You're and, correct. And yeah, about 23, but about, yes. Okay, yeah. 20, used to be 25. It did. It did <laughs> so, used to be 25. And uh, it was down to 23. So does the, does the current council or does the current administration know or have a plan for all 23 acres or are they leaving it for a future administration or council? This council is very focused on making sure we put in the right developments and that for the 23 remaining acres, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. and that each piece of property has a highest and best use and trying to evaluate that and what makes sense at a certain location or a certain piece of property. And so I don't think they're leaving it. to. They're not saying they're, they've got it all planned out and they know exactly what they want to do, yeah. but they're not kicking the can down the road. They realize that, you know, if you only have 20 to 23 percent land available, you want to be very specific on what you put and where you put it. And this council has done a very good job of of looking at each project and each parcel of land is this the highest and best use for that one of those parcels of land uh, is the lot yes which I understand just what a week or two weeks ago the city purchased the lot uh, the lot itself they already own the land That's they, right. they they purchased the lot from All from the, improvements. the uh, from the nonprofit that that Built the lot, That's and uh, so I, I'm. You're back in the entertainment business. It's, well, yeah, you've got the the far best theater is owned sure. by the city, yeah. and 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 so it's not like you're you you. I, when I say you, I mean yeah. generally the city. Sure, uh, you're already in the entertainment business, but now on a grander scale, mm-hmm. the lot being now owned by the city, and and what why why did why did the city purchase the lot? Well, and so you know that was a that was a what I would call a public public partnership, the city and a nonprofit group, the mm-hmm. Mansfield Historic Performance Places is, uh, sure. is the name of that nonprofit board that owned that or that ran that. They leased that. You're right. That's where the old library set. Right. Before 2001 when we opened what is now the new library. So that that uh that property was the where the original library was in on Main Street and so we owned the property and that board came to us, you know, in 2014-2015 and said we'd like to build a, you know, a performance park there. And so there they paid for all of the improvements up front and had a 30-year lease you know, to recoup their money back to get sponsors, have ticketed events, have things that would, you know, provide revenue back in. And so the city, you know, wanting to kind of uh, go 
you know, acquire that back and pay help them, you know, with uh, getting out of that lease when you think you have 30 years to pay, all, you know, recoup all of your money that you put into it, then you obviously need a, a, some of that revenue back, sure. you know, up front. And so I think that the city council will look at that piece of property, you know, as and see what is the highest and best use for that. And I think those decisions will come. In the meantime, um, it is my understanding, I spoke to somebody on their board just uh, yesterday mm-hmm. that uh, they were having a meeting to talk about they still received hot funds. Yeah. Uh, they applied for hot funds. And that they have a 12-month, I guess, events that they want to still put on there. And so that, you know, our our thing is we want that lot active. We want the lot, things happening at the lot. And so we'll work with them and then plug in some city events. And and for the the listener, hot funds, hotel occupancy (laughs) tax. So every time someone stays in a hotel in Mansfield, a little bit of that money goes to the city into a nice little treasury and and, uh, uh, nonprofit or uh, other organizations can apply for for money. Yeah, that's correct. As long as it uh, benefits... Tourism in, That's right. in Mansfield. You you have a very good understanding. Of oh, that. I've presented once or twice. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I've I, I have filled out the application many times. <laughs> what do you What do you see as the future of Mansfield in in terms of of being built out? You know, it's you know we're at seventy eight thousand mm-hmm. right now, and. You know, are depending on land use and, and uh, even you know into our ETJ. Uh, we could, hey, hang that's, on. There we I'm go. Sorry. Yes. This, I know what hot funds are, but I don't know what ETJ is. Uh, extraterritorial jurisdiction. Okay. Yes. So you own beyond your city limits, where you could incorporate that. Um, you know, it's right now it's in the county, but you uh, you would establish your ETJ. Early on. There. Okay, so maybe like a, a, a little part of Rendon or as we're heading out toward Lillian, that's that's yeah. some of the some of the outskirts. It is. It um, it's in Tarrant County right now. It's unincorporated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so knowing that, you know, in the future holds that, that we could have a hundred and thirty or a hundred and forty thousand people, you know, in living here. And so again, I think it uh, I think the city has done a very good job of planning for what, you know, the growth that we know is coming. And I think they are doing a very good job. I think city council, like I said, is very focused on, you know, what we need to make sure. If we're going to double again, you know, that's almost double our population. It's not quite, but we want to plan that and know that that's coming and know what kind of, uh, as we would call, noteworthy essentials are we going to need, roads, water, sewer, police, fire, but also providing remarkable experiences Making sure, you know, restaurants and retail and entertainment venues and making sure that this council um, a couple of years ago at a at a workshop made it very clear that they want to make sure that when their children graduate, whether high school or college, that there are jobs here for them, that there are reasons they want to move back home. And several of our council members said, look, we educate our children and then they go off and they don't come back because there's not something here for them. And they want to be, they're being very deliberate in making sure that we are Let's look at job opportunities. Let's look at housing opportunities. Let's look at entertainment opportunities. What is it that will draw this back? Because when the youth comes back, you know, when they come back to your community, that's that helps your community grow. Sure. And so I, I hope that's what the, is in the future for Mansfield. A few weeks ago, we had Jason Moore in here, the executive director of Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, yes. and he was talking about the the wonderful plans that they have for uh, for Heritage Parkway. Yeah, that it will become this industrial corridor of of Mansfield, where which will bring in an enormous amount of jobs. Yes, yeah, I think the council is focused on you know. Uh, providing uh, a variety of different industrial jobs, you mm-hmm. know, clean manufacturing, medical opportunities. Right. And so, again, those 
even the corporate offices, you know, uh, that provides employment here. I, I don't know if he spoke of, you know, the labor shed study that we did and looking at, you know, uh, the labor that we have. But, you know, doing that, you realize you that you have 92% of your residents who go outside the city to work. Yeah. And which puts a, a strain on your roads, you know, but everybody has, you know, uh, traffic you know, exhaustion almost. There's there's construction going on and people are driving to their work. So anything we can do to provide a job here that everyone, that you would want to come and work at that job and work closer just means that takes a little bit of stress off the traffic. And so those are great opportunities. So, so back in 1983 <laughs> in Sunray, Texas, did you ever imagine that you would be second in charge of a city that is expected to grow 100,000, 120,000 in population. Uh, what did you see yourself doing back in 1983? It, it wasn't it, being a deputy city manager. No. It really wasn't. That was really, you know, I, I wanted to get a college education and find a good job and make sure that I was a productive citizen and that I, you know, um, I was a good employee. Though I was focused on that, you know, making sure I could make a living and make a life. And I didn't think in 1983 about, I didn't even think about city government or city <laughs> management. I just certainly didn't think about that. And so I do feel that, you know, there are certain moments in your life that God places certain people sure. or certain situations and it kind of steers you, you know, I think it's his way of gently nudging you. And that has happened to me throughout my career that I, I have been exposed and had access to the, the right information at the right time and ran into the right people that have helped guide me along the way. So I certainly would pay back credit to all of those people. And especially when you have people surrounded uh, surrounding you who have come, come up through the ranks, through public policy, through uh, public affairs, and, and you came in through Parks and Rec and kinesiology, <laughs> uh, that brings it... And actually brings a different perspective, uh, a different, like I said, a different attitude yeah. or a different yeah. perspective than than those that are coming up through uh, those that are learning the laws and right, and absolutely. Um, you know, we what is great uh, about our management team, and Joe and I talk about it often, is that we each came up through a different discipline. Mm -hmm. He came up through utilities. I came up through parks and recreation. Uh, Matt Jones came up through planning, and Troy Listina came up through finance. And so that's that's a broad. All of us have probably supervised most departments between the four of us have supervised the so that you can have that perspective and and what that particular department needs in the way of support. And so it makes a it makes a really nice, well-rounded management team. Shelly Lanners, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, I'm going to go with uh, my mom's strawberry ice cream homemade. Your mom's homemade strawberry ice gonna cream. Going to go with that, yes. Okay. Everyone who sits in that very chair that you are sitting in right now goes through what's called the lightning round. Okay. Now, you being the class clown, you probably have a sense of humor, and, oh, okay. you're, and you're, you're actually smiling right now, so that's, that's, that's good. And it's a very simple exercise of this or that. Okay. Gives the listener an inside look as to who Shelley Lanners is. Okay. All right. So if, if you're willing and ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Night or day? Day. Early morning. Absolutely. Walking or running? Walking. Netflix or movie theater? Oof, uh, Netflix. Car or truck? I drive an SUV. Do you count that as a truck? Yeah, let's call that. That's and a truck, I, yeah. I saw your SUV. Let's yeah. call it a truck. Okay. City or country? I'd go with country. Classic art or modern art? Classic. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Summer or winter? Winter. And you know, both can be pretty extreme in Texas. So, <laughs> yes. Which is why I did not go with autumn, <laughs> autumn or spring. Yeah. Uh, Laundry or dishes? Is neither an option? Yeah, or, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with laundry. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. What's your favorite ice cream? My mom's homemade strawberry ice cream. You're consistent. <laughs> uh, Deputy City Manager, Shelly Lanners. I, we've been planning this interview for months and months, and yeah. and it finally came to fruition. Appreciate you being on, on About Mansfield uh, in the 
60 seconds, the two minutes that we have left here in this interview, is, the, is there anybody you want to shout out, anybody you want to acknowledge, anything you want to say, uh, uh, anything great about the city or whatever, you, uh, the, the mic is yours. Well, thank you very much. I don't know if you're aware, I announced my retirement back in July. I'll be retiring in January. No. I have loved working for this city. I have enjoyed everybody that I've worked for. I've enjoyed the city councils. Um, I've been able to really help build a city and build a team that will carry that forward. So I, I can tell you, anybody that has worked for the city, um, any of our partners, you know, people with the MI, MISD and all of our, you know, all of our partners that we were, Tarrant County, everybody that we work with has always been such a pleasure. I would shout out to all of them. And <laughs> anybody that's previously worked for the city or currently working for the city, there yeah. is some good, good people associated with the city. All of our council, our boards and commissions, there are volunteers that give of their time. And so I certainly know I, I did not get here by myself. Uh, I stand on the shoulders of the people who came before me. Sure. So I would shout out to all of them. Well, this is actually the first I've heard of your retirement. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I'm in shock, <laughs> but I, I wish you all the best. Thank you. And uh, again, I appreciate you being on About Mansfield yeah. and and giving the the listener a chance to find out who is Shelley Lanners. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with Texas Health Hospital CEO Kenneth Rose. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode it's free and it's easy just enter your email address on our website aboutmansfield.com we will never send you any spam we promise about mansfield is recorded at podcast mansfield recording studio hosts steve casillo and colleen daniel moment with the mayor feature michael evans science reporter dennis webb sports jonathan dodd Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.